Kaf Zayin Av Taf Shin Pei Coming to you live from the home office of Ariel Tours in Brooklyn, New York I'm Mayor Weingarten Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network
From the Haftarah of Parshat Shoftim, which I think we're going to read. Well, I know this coming week is Parshat Shoftim. I'm just trying to figure out if anything gets in the way. But I don't think so. I think we will be reading these words this coming Shabbat. Words of Nechamah from Yahu Perak Nun Aleph, Kol Tzofayich Nasu Kol Yechdav Yeraneinu, Ki Ayin Ba'ayin Yehu B'Shuv Hashem Tzion, because everybody will be able to see with their own eyes as God returns to Tzion. We are living that prophecy. We are living that prophecy. And this emotion and this idea, this insight that we, in our times, are actually actors in a play that was written in the times of the prophets of Israel, in the times of the first Beit HaMikdash, this idea was conveyed from the floor of the Knesset last week by a new Knesset member by the name of Tehillah Friedman. Very interesting story, an interesting personality, background, and uh, coming up soon, we will play for you some clips of uh, her very emotional, very moving, and um, very thoughtful uh, debut Knesset speech. There's always something special about the debut Knesset speeches, and when a new Knesset member um, takes office, so they make a you know a special thing about their first little foray onto the Knesset uh, podium and give them time to make a special uh, a special ceremonial speech, if you will, and ceremonial it was. Koltsafayich was brought to us by um, Yoni Genut. Welcome, welcome, welcome in, one and all. Welcome to this week's edition of The Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. We are here each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Israel Time, and around the world, wherever you are. Whatever time it is, that's the time we're on. And we're looking forward to adding on listeners from uh, the United Arab Emirates who announced last week, as I'm sure you have heard, the normalization of relations with Israel, a peace treaty which will include all the proper actions that need to take place when two countries declare peace with each other, normalization of relations. This includes embassies and it includes travel between the two countries flights from uh, direct 
uh, non-stop flights from uh, from Ben Gurion Airport to um, Abu Dhabi and so forth. This is um, a process that has been a long time in coming, and we will talk a little bit about it. I know that um, that uh, Jake Novak is going to be discussing it at length on his show, which comes up in about two hours. So um, we will just touch upon it a little bit. Nachum was joking because um, on Friday, during his dialogue with Malcolm Honeline, Malcolm was joking that uh, you know there'll be a Pesach program in, in soon enough in in Dubai and um, or Abu Dhabi or whatever. And uh, I got to tell you, it's not a joke. I, I, if it won't be in 2021, I, I'm almost ready to guarantee that somebody's going to do it in 2022. It, and it'll be Mahadrin and the best and everything. And tourism is a big part of uh, the United Arab Emirates. And the tourists will be flocking both from Israel and from, I believe, from the Jewish community in the United States. Um, it, it, it is one of the richest countries in the area, and that's saying a lot. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, as we mentioned, the Knesset speech of uh, Tihla Friedman. Brand new music, one of uh, two or three brand new songs that we're going to present today. We're going to debut debut them today. Uh, Tzama volume number six. Tzama is a project by uh, Chabad named after the song Tzama L'Chanafshi. Chabad have uh, a beautiful uh, collection of uh, Chabad music. If you watch videos of the old Fabrengans with the Rebbe in between the Rebbe's Devrei uh, Torah the crowd always sings, and um, many of these songs are uh, songs that you would hear at the Fabringen and in other things, other places, other uh, occasions. So there's this is now the sixth volume of Tzama. We've played a lot of it. This one is called Ha'aderet Emuna, and it's giving it a Sephardic twist. Uh, the, so the series of Tzama is taking the classic Chabad songs and giving it a little bit of a Israeli flavor. We've played a lot, as I mentioned before, of earlier volumes, and this one just came out. Haproyecho Revivo is the uh, is the artist, and Ha'aderet uh, Vaha I know, I didn't realize this melody was a Chabad melody. We sing it in our shul on Yom Kippur. I think a lot of shuls sing it on Yom Kippur. Ladi Shivot as well. So uh, with the Sephardic twist, my name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Ha'adirat ve'ha'imunna le'cha'yolamim Ha'bina ve'ha'birachalecha'yolamim Ha'gavav ve'ha'gidula le'cha'yolamim Ha'teha ve'ha'gidur le'cha'yolamim 
Shelly Revivo off of uh, Summer Volume Number 6 Brand New Music My name is Mayor Weingarten You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network We thank you so much for making us a part of your your week um, We um, are going to share with you the clips as we mentioned from the inaugural address the debut of uh, Knesset member Tila Friedman so let me tell you a little bit about that and coming up after uh, we do this segment we're going to have this new song very interesting and I'm sure it'll, it, it will engender some controversy wow that's an unintended pun there um, it's a tefillah for, to be said by parents who are sending off their children into the army and last week and this week is a big uh, uh, time for that. There, are, I think, two two times during the year where uh, young men uh, and women get inducted into the IDF. Um, I saw a beautiful video from uh, my friend Joanne Otis, who's sending her son through the Hesder program into the army and uh, there are two video clips she sent me which are just gorgeous one is of all the boys dancing singing psukim giving themselves chizuk and the other is her son making a siyum 
I'm not sure on what it was, but he was making a seum in honor of their being inducted into the IDF. This is an amazing, beautiful, moving display. Um, the song was uh, put together by Rabbanate Sohar, who wrote the words together with Kobe Oz, who put together the music and he sings uh, the 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 song and with an eye to the fact that many young women are also drafted into the IDF the song has two versions one is called Tfilat Horim Al Binam Hamit Gaisim Latzava and the other is called Tfilat Horim Al Bitam Hamit Gaisim Latzava and uh, the differences in uh, in the gender specific language are expressed in each alav aleha and so forth there're not that many words that have to be switched but enough that they put out two versions of the song and um we'll give you a taste of it coming up after this so um tehila friedman born in 1976 grew up in Kiryat Ono she was she went through the Bnei Akiva youth movement she has a master's degree in law where she um, graduated with high honors she also studied Torah in Midrashat Lindenbaum and in Beit Morasha in Yerushalayim her sister by the way for those of you who are familiar with Midrashat Harova has a very nice um, program, gap year program for um, women who come from uh, all over the world, but a, a big chunk come from America. So Tehila Friedman's sister is one of the founders of that program. Her name is Dana Salai. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, Tehila Friedman is married... She uh, to uh, oh her husband Elazar Nachlon is a judge in the Israeli court system. They have five children, and um, she is a self-declared feminist. And um, in 2018, she joined Yair Lapid's Yesh Atid party. Yair Lapid has tried over time to encourage religious people to join his party in order for, he wanted to reach out to the Kipasuga to the to the more modern Orthodox, if you will, in Israel. He has uh Elazar Stern, he had uh Rav uh Piron and others. Um so she joined that party. There was you if you've been following along with us, there was a huge split because the Yeshatid win in the elections together with Kaholavan and so forth and Kaholavan decided to join a coalition with Netanyahu Yair Lapid and Bogi Yalon split off and now there are two separate parties she Tehila Friedman decided to leave her party because she felt the proper thing to do was to join the the uh, coalition, the emergency unity government coalition with Netanyahu. So now she was with them 
Um, there's a law in Israel called the Norwegian law, I guess, because that's what they do in Norway, where um, it allows anybody who's a minister to resign from his Knesset seat so that the next person on the list, you know how these parties work, there's a list, and if you're number 31 and the party only got 30 seats, so number 31 is not in the Knesset, but if you, the party has five ministers, so each minister uh, resigns from the Knesset and the next five people on the list go in, and that's how she got in not that long ago into the Knesset. The speech, her speech in general, began with the the story of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai and trying to um, paint for us a picture of what Israel was like at the end of the Second Temple period, just before the destruction of the Beit Hamikdash and the destruction of uh, of the Commonwealth, the Second Commonwealth of Israel, and Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, and there there were endless factions, and there were many extreme factions one way and extreme factions the other way, they were fighting with each other, and hence when you're fighting, when you're so fractured internally, when you so care about getting back at the next guy more than you care about everybody surviving you end up having a situation where the enemy just can come in and and pluck you you're you're ripe and rife for conquest, and I believe that's what Chazal mean when they say that the Beit Hamikdash Hashini was destroyed due to sinat chinam. It's not a punishment; it is the actual cause and effect. You can't be internally fighting each other internally at each other's throat and be able to fight an external united enemy and so she spoke about that and she spoke about the need for us now as this now the third attempt of a Jewish commonwealth in the land of Israel for us now to take um, the lead to take the message of Yochanan ben Zakkai which was I'm going to leave all the fighting I'm going to get away from all the factions and the extremism and so forth. I'm going to leave Yerushalayim. I'm going to go to Yavne, and we're going to re- reinvent in some level um, a, a Judaism which is, we're going to adapt. Let's put it that way. We'll adapt the Judaism to the times that are now without a Bet HaMikdash, without a central um, place of worship and so forth. And uh, that is the type of Judaism that we live today because we don't have a Bet HaMikdash. Um, so she spoke about that. She spoke about the importance of unity. She spoke about the importance of stopping the hatred between the groups. Um, in, in Before the clips that we're going to play, she wrote, in the six weeks that I've been in the Knesset, I've heard endless mockery and hatred toward entire groups in Israeli society. I've heard the hope that they disappear and we can rule without limits. So I want to tell you something, she continued. They won't disappear. Call as many elections as you like. No one is going to disappear. Which is very true, I must add. The, the, the 
another election, another election, another election is not going to change in a major way the split in Israel. And uh, Tila Friedman continues, if we keep trying to defeat each other, we will only defeat our children's future. It is our mutual solidarity that will be routed. Our inner resilience, our ability to continue to uphold this miracle called the State of Israel. And um, you'll hear that she gets emotional several times during her speech, something that the listeners of this show are already used to, so that's not a problem. And um, I will um, play the clip and then give you a brief um, paraphrasing of, uh, of what she said. As I mentioned earlier, she echoes a lot of the messages that uh, Nachum and I speak about on Yom Atzmod, Yom Yushalayim, and so forth. So she said, we are living in a miracle. We are living in a miracle. She talks about her father-in-law, who was a paratrooper and was one of the liberators of Yerushalayim. I just want to point out something interesting. I mentioned that uh, she considers herself a feminist. Her husband's father, she refers to him as Abba Shel Ishi. Not Ba'ali, which connotes ownership. Ba'al Habayit, for example, you'll say the owner of the house. So Ba'ali is is sensitive to many feminists as a word that uh, they don't want used to describe their husband. So she says, Abashel Ishi. Then she continues, I live and raise my children in Jerusalem. My most basic, mundane, daily life is the fulfillment of the greatest prophecies of the prophets of Israel, the elderly strolling the streets, children playing. We often say that, based on the Pasuk, and I believe in Yeshayahu also, right? No, it's in Zechariah, I believe. Od yeshvu zekenim eskenot berchovot Yerushalayim. Her daily life, every just the routine, the routine of her day, is the fulfillment of the prophecies. Our grandparents' rosiest dreams that were hard for them to even imagine is my daily reality and routine. Wow. And we forget that sometimes, and she'll speak about that in a moment, too. Talks about not taking it for granted. (laughs) 
ראה רק את הגב המזיע של ההולך לפניו ואת ירחב הרחבות. This is a Gemara in Masechet Nida Daf Lamed Aleph. That when you are living a miracle, you don't recognize that it's a miracle that you're living in. Very often. All too often. And she quotes an Israeli poet, Yehuda Michai, who wrote, if, if you take the long view... Everything seems like a miracle. But if you take the short view, if you look at it at the moment, very close, on the individual level, even a miracle doesn't seem like a miracle. And then he says, Even the person who's walking through the Yamsuf the greatest miracle that we can imagine, the splitting of the sea, and the Jews are walking through. Saw the sweating back of the guy in front of him, and his big legs going up and down as they move forward. I remember years ago on Yom Ha'atzmaut, I think it was right after Harav Hanan Parat passed away, we quoted something from his uh, from his book, Me'at Min Ha'or, about the Pashiot Shavua, that he, that he quoted a Chazal, that as they were crossing Yam Suf, one Jew said to another, it's just like back in Egypt. In Egypt, we had these mud bricks that we were making, and now we're walking through the mud. And... Rav Hanan Parat said, those were the people who were looking down at their feet. The people that were looking up understood that they were headed to a great goal. They were headed to Eretz Yisrael. They were headed to Ma'amad Har Sinai. And it's all the difference of how you look at it. But unfortunately, it is human nature that we look at miracles and we don't realize that we're living in one. So she continues talking about recognizing the miracle that we live in. אני בעלת נס המכירה בניסה. אני מודה לקדוש ברוך הוא על הזכות לחיות בנס הזה, ובעיקר אני מרגישה אחראית עליו. לשלומי, לשלומו ולשלמותו. כי שלומי קשור בחוט לשלומו. She does a play on words here. So first she says, I am living a miracle and I do recognize the miracle. She says, I'm not like those who don't recognize that they're living in miraculous times. I do. I thank God for the privilege of living in this miracle, she writes. And most importantly, I feel the responsibility that it places on our shoulders. I feel responsible for my well-being for its well-being, the well-being of the state, of the miracle that we're living in, and keeping it whole, because my well-being is tied to its wholeness. In Hebrew, it was a play on words, because she talked about Shlomi and Shlomo and Shlemuto. 
And now she talks a little bit about what she expects to do in the Knesset. I came here, she says, to be part of a leadership committed to sustaining the miracle that is the state of Israel. A leadership that does not seek revenge from other groups. A leadership that is not looking to only take care of its own. What's uh, referred to in many circles as Anash. She spells it out. Ansheh Shlomenu. Or to always be right. I came here and for looking for to rehabilitate and to heal. L'shakem v'le'achot. And in a part that I'm not going to play, but it just it was a great line she writes. She says, uh, using the English-Hebrew words, I'm not looking for kilirim, from the word kill, people that are like sharks that kill. I'm looking for hilirim, healers. I'm not looking for killers, I'm looking for healers. And she continues about the national unity government. <laughs> We need unity. And she says she still believes that that's the only way to lay the foundation for the next step of our lives and the life of the nation, to save us from destruction, to reinvent ourselves anew like we did, like Yochanan ben Zakkai did, and to... Uh, to be able to save ourselves from fighting with each other so much that we reach a terrible end. And here is the last uh, piece of her speech to end. Well, you can hear her getting emotional there, and the the pause and the and the voice cracking. She spoke about the end of the Bayit Sheni and Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai and so forth. She says these are the days of the third temple, and many people refer to Israel as the Bayit Hashlishi, not necessarily the Bet Hamikdash yet. But the Bayit Hashlishi, the third commonwealth, the third time that the people of Israel were sovereign in their land. And she says, just like the two that preceded it, it is fragile. It's flammable. Meaning the Bet HaMikdash burnt down. If we're not careful, metaphorically, we can burn us down. It's not a given. The stability of the state is our responsibility. Its existence depends on us. It is on our watch. Beautiful words. You're invited to watch the entire video. I'm going to post it on... uh, 
Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. I'm going to post a version that has English subtitles so you can watch the whole thing. I believe the entire speech is 11 minutes. And uh, I am sure that you will find it interesting. Even if you don't agree with every specific piece of the speech, I'm sure you will find it very interesting. And it's surely very things that come from the heart will enter our heart as well. And on a similar note, Daniel Zamir with a new song called Geula. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>
דניאל זמיר, דניאל זמיר. גאולה, relatively new song, out a few weeks, I think. He's a great, um, a great voice of Israeli music, Jewish music. As I mentioned, um, Jake Novak will have um, an analysis and of the UAE Israel announcement that took place last week in which it was declared that Israel and the UAE will have normalized relations actually like a peace treaty so I will leave the bulk of the analysis to Jake. He's got amazing sources, and you should definitely tune in. And it's on uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern, which is, what, 6? Yes, 6 p.m. Israel time. Or it's on the archives, and you can listen on the archives, as you do for so many of the other Nachum Siegel Network shows. Um, I will just share with you some of the following thoughts. This is the first time in history of the state of Israel that Israel reached an agreement, a peace agreement with an Arab country without ceding any territory and I think that's a big deal and that is something that Prime Minister Netanyahu has been pushing as an agenda for a very long time to bypass the quote-unquote Palestinian Arab issue It helps <laughs> when there's a common enemy. The UAE, United Arab Emirates, part of an alliance against Iran. Now, this includes Saudi Arabia, Oman, Bahrain, other Gulf states. Maybe also Morocco will join on at some point in the future. These are all countries that already have quiet relationships with the state of Israel, already doing business with Israel, already coordinating defense and other other uh, matters. The UAE is it's only 50 years old, by the way. We, we think these countries, like, you know, Israel's older than the UAE. And Israel's a young country. It, it's, UAE is an economic powerhouse. A very rich nation. They see in Israel an economic powerhouse as well. And the economies of both countries stand to gain a lot. High-tech, medical equipment, finance, and more, and tourism. Tourism is a huge potential, for sure, of Israelis going to the UAE. They can't wait. Israelis love to travel, and they love to find a destination that's not too far away. This idea, I mean, uh, someone called the Netanyahu doctrine of reaching out to the Arab world, but going behind the back, so to speak, of the Palestinian issues, seems to be working. The UAE, Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, Oman, all these countries, they're sick of the Palestinians. They see what we see that no matter how much they were offered, they didn't take it, that it's a rotten, corrupt, 
government. They see the Palestinian Authority as a money pit. The Arab world pours billions into the Palestinian Authority, and the money mainly gets lost in the rot and the corruption that is the Palestinian government. So, I think they declare lip service, but at the end of the day, it doesn't bother them enough to not declare a peace treaty with Israel. And one more point that I want to share with you. People say, well, Israel decided to give up and annexing parts of the Jordan River Valley and the Shomron, which Netanyahu kept promising as one of his election promises as a result of the Trump um, deal of the century. I've said many times on this show, I don't think Netanyahu ever had any intention of doing it. Period. He promised, I don't know how many years ago, that he will dismantle an illegal Arab town called Khan al-Akhmar, where the, the Supreme Court finally gave its okay, and he literally a couple of days before it was supposed to happen, he put the kibosh on it, and he said, we'll do it later when it's good, when it's convenient, and of course it hasn't been done. And the same thing with the annexation. He talks about it, he shows maps, he, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great uh, election promise, but I don't believe he, he really wants to do it, and, and I don't believe he will get the U.S.'s approval either. So I, I really think Israel didn't give up anything. We shall see, but this is big, big news. The fact that all these Arab countries, all these Arab neighbors are opening up to Israel is part of the miracle that we live in, the prophetic vision that all the nations of the world will see in Israel something special, something great. And um, we continue to do it. Rabbanate Sohar as I mentioned, uh, Rabbi Nate Sohar came out with a uh, beautiful song, which is uh, a tefillah, a prayer, to be said by the parents of children that are joining the army. And this is the time, the two times during the year when that happens, and this is one of the seasons when it happens. And uh, when I got the song uh, from from the service that sends out new songs to um, producers and hosts Um, I was very confused because the words seem to appear twice there's always words the words of the song, the mp3 of the song the picture that goes with the song you know, and so forth, cover and the words seem to appear twice and I couldn't understand what was going on and I, I deleted one and then when I looked again I saw again I looked again at the original, it's twice, and I couldn't understand what was going on until I read carefully <coughs> that the song is actually has two versions. There were two, um, there are two um, YouTube videos. We will share the YouTube videos on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. We will share a link to the Tsohar site where the tefillah is translated into many, many different languages, including English. We will also share with you... Um, what else did we have here? No, I think that's it. The, the words, 
the translations and the two versions of the song. Now, why are there two versions? One is for parents whose son is joining the army, and the other is one for parents whose daughter are, is joining the army. Very few differences, really very few differences. Biyom zeh shebo anu milavim et b'neinu l'sharet et Yisrael. The other one is Biyom zeh shebo anu milavim et b'teinu l'sharet et Yisrael. We ask God, Shetifros sukat shlomecha alav v'al kol chaylei tzvahaganal Yisrael or aleha v'al kol chaylei tzvahaganal Yisrael. And towards the end, v'kayem b'vneinu tapasuk Hashem yishmochor mikorah. And so the other version is v'kayem b'vteinu tapasuk. So, I was thinking, what am I going to do? Which one should I play? And then, I got the little brilliant idea. <laughs> says, says he about himself. I got a brilliant idea <clears throat> that I will mix the two songs. So, I took the first part from the daughters and the second part from the men. So you will hear Anu Milavimet Bitenu and Aleha, I believe, and then at about, um, or maybe Elav, at about 36 seconds in, it switches to the, um, to the other gender. So if you pay close attention, you can hear them both um, played. And I, I also put in a very, very slight, maybe less than one second gap where I made the transition so that maybe you can hear it if you listen carefully. It's sung by Kobi Oz, commissioned by Rabbanit Sohar, and I called this Shiluv Shel Tfilala Horei Hamit Gaisim. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
לקיים בבנינו את הפסוק השם ישמורך מכל רע, ישמור את נפשך, השם ישמור צאתך ובואך, השם ישמורך מכל רע, ישמור את נפשך, השם ישמור צאתך ובואך, מעתה ועד עולם, מעתה Very beautiful on Facebook last week, a few people that I know who were sending kids to the army had not heard the song, and I shared it with them, and they were very thankful it's uh, It's a very moving time, very emotional time for a parent as much as it's something that uh, a parent knows from the day that the child is born, it's still a very difficult, obviously a very, very difficult um, experience. For a parent to send off a child is eighteen one might say an adult off to the uh, israel defense forces we're going to close out with uh, Salomon well known song about the founding of Petah Tikva I found it it's it's old, but I found a, a version that for me was new was sung by Shalom Hanoch. So uh, it's a little different than the usual one we're used to, and we'll close out with that. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm a very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, Yoni Pollock with After Further Review, covering the latest in the world of sports. And then Novak now with Jake Novak. Tune in to hear his analysis of the UAE-Israel peace Um, peace plan, peace initiative, peace program. And then the great Monday Music Marathon. Until next Monday, immediately following Jamie and the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. Oh no. They're just running in a different race.
Thank <laughs> you. 